Yes, let's celebrate Harvest Thanksgiving. Yes, so good. Hey, if we have not met, my name is Jake. I have the privilege of serving here as a student pastor at Venture. I'm so glad to be with you. I know I'm not Stan, and you're probably confused. What's Jake doing? He usually just service hosts. Not today. We've switched roles, okay? No, that does not need that applause. Um, so we, hey, we're in the in-between Sunday. Uh, we celebrated Thanksgiving this past week, and then before that, if you're new, Stan just mentioned it a little bit, we had a five-week series about generosity called New Life. That is such an amazing time in our church. I'm looking forward to what the next two years holds, but that was the last five weeks, celebrating Thanksgiving, and now we're looking forward and towards Christmas. Though some of you, I know, are Christmas before Thanksgiving people, you've been celebrating Christmas since November 1st. That's fine. There is a holiday between Halloween and Christmas. But that's where we're at right now. We are in the in-between Sunday, and today we're going to just look at Thanksgiving. We're going to look, and we're going to pause just to take a moment to give thanks. And to start, I want to acknowledge something that I think a lot of us are feeling. I know I am. I am tired. Anybody else? Anyone else tired? Okay. Not as many as I thought. Um, hey, today we're taking a deep breath. We're pausing because as we rapidly approach the end of the year, Christmas is coming, New Year's is coming, and before we know it, 2024 is going to be here. And when 2024 is here, there's going to be new parties to go to. There's going to be new activities to be a part of. There's going to be new changes in your life. And if we aren't careful, this season could very easily slip by. And we could lose sight of all that God has done and is doing right now. And so in this season of thankfulness, we're going to just take some time to look at thankfulness and gratitude today as a spiritual discipline, a spiritual practice. Spiritual practices are essential to a Jesus follower. And John Mark Comer has this quote when he talks about spiritual practices. He says, we need to practice Jesus' teachings to get his ideas from our minds into the muscle memory of our bodies. We do this by adopting practices from Jesus' own life, time-tested disciplines for the spiritual life that open up our entire being to God and allow him to transform us into people of love. A lot of these practices we talk about often, it's prayer, fasting, generosity, solitude, the list goes on and on, and thankfulness fits into those. Just a quick example that we'll kind of dissect a little bit more, but in times of solitude and prayer, many times that leads to thankfulness. It leads to an introspection of what's going on in our lives and how we can be thankful for what God has done. The Bible is full of verses. There's actually 71 times mentioned in our Bible of thankfulness or gratitude. And so I thought today the best way to do this would be go through all 71 of those verses word by word. So we'll be here till next Thanksgiving, okay? No, uh, to be completely honest, with all the, you know, all the verses, it was difficult to choose what to talk about. And <laughs> I thought I knew, and then I was going through my notes last night, and I changed everything. <laughs> um, so this is fresh, because as I was going through, I was just like, you know what, I just... I even texted a couple of buddies. I was like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. But as I started to dive more into scripture and I was 
just looking at the different verses, I felt convicted by Psalm 100, verse 4. And so if you would, open up your Bibles with me to Psalm 100. If you've got a Bible in the seat back in front of you, that's page 597. If you don't have a Bible of your own, please take that home. That is our gift to you. We would love to resource with you, you with that. Um, so Psalm 100. And this is what it says in verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. A simple truth that I pull from that is that gratitude is the door to God's presence. And how we enter God's presence is through thanksgiving. It's through gratitude. Here's the thing. Have you ever tried to communicate or have a conversation with someone while they are on the inside of a house and you are on the outside of the house? Go with me on this. This happens all the time with my toddler at home. She's on the other side of the glass door when I'm outside, and she's trying to communicate something to me, yet I have no idea what she is saying. I'm getting a, like a little glimpse of like she wants me to hold the bus you know, that she has in her hand or wants me to play with Bluey or whatever it is. But there's, there's a clear barrier in our conversation. And if you're going to have a conversation with someone, if you're going to have a good conversation, it's better to be in the same house. You can hear clearer. You can understand better. Being in the same house makes conversations richer. You're able to understand better. And many times, Christians, we wish we could hear God clearer. We wish we could understand God more. We want a better picture of what he's trying to communicate with us, yet we don't enter the conversation with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the way we should enter. Praise is the way we should enter, but yet we don't. Can you imagine if there... We have an open door policy at our house. Like if someone wants to come over, their you know, door's open, come on in. Can you imagine if you had a free invitation or someone had a free invitation to your house at any moment and they came in and yelled, help! You would be shook, right? That is not how you enter a house. You'd be like, what is wrong? Yet many times when we enter into the presence of God, we enter in panic. We enter in need. We enter with needing or wanting something from him. Yet the psalm tells us that we should enter his gates with thanksgiving. And here's what I was convicted by, what I want to challenge you with first. Every time you pray, every single day, start with thanksgiving. Enter his presence, enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. That's how we enter the presence of God. Imagine a day that starts off with praise and thanksgiving. Imagine every day entering the presence of God to start your day as soon as you wake up. Well, here's a second truth that we pull from Psalm 100. Gratitude brings freedom. And in 2 Corinthians 3.17, we read that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. A couple pop Christian songs say this as well, but it was here first in 2 Corinthians 3.17. Gratitude brings freedom. And to illustrate this, I want to look at the story of Jonah. Okay? Summarize the story of Jonah. If you haven't read it in a while, please go back and read it this week. It's so good. It's four chapters. Um, God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh. 
And Nineveh is modern-day Mosul, Iraq. And God says, hey, go into the city. No small task, right? Go into the city. Tell them that they're wicked, that they've messed up, that I, God, am watching and judging them. And as you can imagine, Jonah does not like that idea, right? That's not the most pleasant way to enter into a city. So what does he do? Well, he runs away. He ends up in a boat. Then he ends up in a fish for three days. That's a whole new area of problems. I got problems. You got problems. Ain't none of us been in the belly of a fish for three days, right? Side tangent. A lot of people use the story of Jonah as a God isn't real analogy or or example. Like, what fish could swallow a grown man and have him in the belly for three? We are not talking about Nemo. We are talking about God, and I don't doubt God. I think God can make a fish as big as he wants. I think he could create a new fish that we don't even know to swallow a grown man, okay? That's the God that we are talking about today, who swallowed a dude. Well, that doesn't sound right. Okay, so here's Jonah sitting in a fish. And let's read what he says in Jonah 2.9. But I with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. Jonah had been running. He had been uh, avoiding what God had called him to do. He had been avoiding this this, uh, calling of, hey, I need you to go to the city to tell them about me to save them. But in the belly of a whale, Jonah gives thanks. Not because of his circumstance, but in his circumstance. And that's a very big difference. Many times we give thanks because of our circumstances. And many times they aren't always pointed to God. So often church, when something is good or something good is going on, guess who we think? Ourselves. Thank you that I work so hard to earn this raise. Thank you I'm so smart with my money to afford this fun trip with my family. We've all got our own sentence, and we all do it. When times are good, we often look inward. And when times are bad, I mean, well, when was the last time that you gave thanks to God in those moments? Jonah shows us the prime example of giving thanks in circumstances, not because of them. And he entered the presence of God with thanksgiving and praise. And because of this, this is where the freedom part comes in. We read on in verse 10, and the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah on to dry land. His entering of thanksgiving freed him from the belly. His entering of thanksgiving was him realizing the true heart of following God. To finish the story real quick, Jonah goes to Nineveh. He preaches about God. Everyone repents. God doesn't punish the city. Jonah gets angry about God not punishing them, but that is a whole another sermon for another day. You can go read it on your own, actually, this week. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Thanksgiving brings freedom. Thanksgiving brings deliverance. Thanksgiving brings peace. Let me let you into my life a little bit right now. You know how sometimes God makes you do things that you're not always feeling? Talking about Thanksgiving 
and praise ain't one of them for me right now. So Janine and I, many of you know, we have a foster daughter, and we've had her for about two years. If you don't know anything about foster care, it is the most up and down roller coaster than you could ever be on. Many people don't celebrate a first birthday party thinking that their child that they've raised for that year is going home in a week. Many people don't live in limbo hoping that the court is going to do something to help or uh, push forward a case to help the child. Most people don't wish week to week that it could just end the stress and she could be home. So after two years, we're living in times that are not thankful. We're living in times that are really, really hard. And it's challenging to be thankful in these hard moments. It's challenging to enter God's presence with thanksgiving with what I'm experiencing because I'm wondering what is going on. But then I'm reminded of Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And as I read this, I can't think, but I can't help to think that Paul is using this strong, encouraging language to capture the reader's attention to understand his heart. Paul is writing this in house arrest, and he's in house arrest for preaching the gospel. Encouragement and joy do not need to be on the forefront of his mind, yet it is. Be full of the joy of the Lord always. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Thank him for all he has done. Paul, in the first part of that letter in chapter 1, he thanks. (laughs) This is crazy. He thanks God for being in prison, in, in house arrest, because the gospel is being furthered for God's kingdom. He thanks for all he thanks God for everything that has happened to him because it's it's pushing the gospel farther. Joy in circumstances can be difficult to find, but this is our model. Even when times look down, thank him. Even when times are good, thank him. If you have suffered hard times or your family is going through a difficult season or this year has just sucked, do not hear me saying that you are not thanking God enough. That is not it. It's not that simple. Life isn't that easy. And we live in a broken world when bad things happen all the time. And it's hard to feel God's joy in those moments. But what I am saying, what I do believe is that a continual posture of thanksgiving, a continual spiritual practice of thanksgiving towards God will eventually lead to freedom. Just like Jonah in the belly of that whale, giving thanks, giving praise to who God is, eventually leads to him on dry land and eventually pursuing what God had originally had him to do. Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. 
thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Colossians 4, 2. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. And lastly, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Gratitude is the door to God's presence. Gratitude brings freedom, and gratitude brings peace. How have we been doing with gratitude? When you look back on this year, what are you thankful for? We're coming to an end of 2023. What are you thankful for when you look back on this year? Did you take time to thank God in those moments? To live in the circumstances? I want to hit you with a quick refresher. Here's what God's been doing and working in our church over this last year. Okay? January. We kicked off our next-gen parenting game plan class. Students brought their parents to Momentum. We had a student ministry winter retreat. We did our Super Bowl that happened for our food pantry when we brought cans of soup in for them to distribute. Route 56 went to Superstart Conference. Mothers and daughters had a coffee and canvas in our student ministry. We had chili cornhole where we broke a world record. Women's ministry had IF Gathering, their women's conference. We had Easter. We had an Easter egg hunt. We had child dedication. We had Mother's Day, Grad Recognition Sunday, junior high and high school summer conference trips, Honduras student ministry trip to the mission on a mission trip, kids ministry had a summer park series, kids ministry went to Allendale, we had worship on the lawns, we had student and kids fall kickoff with school starting, students had their field day competition, women's ministry had a fall retreat, small groups started, fall breaks, fall parties for student ministry, new life vision and worship night, trunk or treat, student ministry pumpkin bowl, advanced commitment night, new life commitment Sunday, last week harvest Thanksgiving bags being brought into those in need, and celebration Sunday is next week where we celebrate our whole church commitment for the next two years of new life. Yes. You're going to applause again in a second. We read Psalm 104, but we can't leave out verse 5. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. God is good. And he deserves the highest praise, the highest thanksgiving. Within this entire list are lives being changed. One's accepting Jesus, baptisms, laughs, tears, hard times, good times. And that's just our church. Now you can applaud. Yes. All of you in this room would add something to that list. All of you would add something to that list. And so what is it for you? What on that list would you add? And in all of those bullet points, I am thankful that I've got a small group surrounding me and Janine as we walk through the difficulty of foster care. I'm grateful for this church family. It has rallied around those who have lost loved ones this year. I'm grateful when I see 55 students surround one student who just gave their life to Christ. I'm grateful that we get to do life together here at Venture. Good times, bad times, confusing times, you name it. We've got it going on here, but guess what? I'm grateful for how God continues to move every single day. 
And I'm grateful that King David went through a pretty up and down life so he could write Psalm 100 for us to read and learn from today. Let me end with this. I'm going to have the band come up and we're going to sing. My challenge for you today, this is my second challenge. Make thankfulness a part of your life every single day. Even the very breath of waking up in the morning is a gift from God that we can be thankful for. I know some of you like to snooze the alarm, but hey, God has given you another day to press on towards the goal, to run the race for his glory, so we should give him thanks. Psalm 71.8, that is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. Psalm 95.2-3, let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him, for the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. Thanksgiving and praise is a continual action. It's a continual spiritual practice. And so we've built some time in today to do just that, to do just what the Psalms are calling us to. We're going to have a time of praise. We're going to have a time of singing to our God and giving him glory for all that he has done and is going to continue to do. So would you stand with me right now? I'm going to pray before we worship. And then we're going to enter a time of singing those songs. We're going to enter a time of singing that praise. Pray with me. Lord, my prayer today is that our church would be encouraged. Lord, that you would build us up. And God, that we would be challenged to continue this Thanksgiving throughout the week. Lord, you are so good. We look at our lives and we look at this past year and we can't help but thank you for where you've been in the midst of all the chaos. In all the joys and all the sorrows, God, you have been there. And God, I pray that maybe right now just starts a new new mindset. A new perspective to look to you to give you thanks to give you praise in all the times whether we're in the belly of a giant fish or we're standing on the mountaintops God help us to know that you're in all those situations help us to know that this gratitude it's the door to enter your presence God, this gratitude brings freedom for what we feel like is bondage, what we feel like is holding us down. And God, let us just ultimately remember that gratitude brings peace. What Paul says in Philippians, we won't even know, we won't even know how to comprehend the peace that comes from your presence. It will exceed everything that we know. And God, I pray that today, We feel that. I pray that as we wrap up this year, we look back and give you praise. I pray that as we go forward into 2024, into this Christmas season, we give you praise. We give you thanksgiving for all that you're doing because you're always working. You're always with us. And you are all, you're all knowing and you deserve all the glory. God, thank you for this day to open up your scriptures, to read to know. We give the state to you, give our lives to you. 
In your name I pray, amen.